Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, welcome, folks, for the second hour of our show. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us here in studio live. And I'm going to get this right. Lori Scherf. Oh, he finally got it right. <laughs> Come on. I was saying Scherf before. You guys are, just didn't hear me right. Anyway, uh, Dan Bush, Tommy... Tommy the True Newbauer here as your host every week, and we come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. Uh, here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and on 12, Sports Radio 1250 a.m., so you can catch us either a.m. or f.m. And, of course, you can always, if you miss us, you can podcast us, uh, listen to us later on in the day. Just go to 105.7 fmthefan.com, click on Cutting Edge Outdoors, and pick first hour, second hour, both if you'd like. Anyway. And you can also email us live here at uh, CEOguys at yahoo.com, and you can call us. <laughs> There's a lot to say, Lori. You can, uh, wait a minute. Oh, you can call us at 414-799-1250. Uh, okay, go ahead. Anyway, we got a caller on the line. Who do you got there, Greg? Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Well, you got a question? Yes, good morning. Hey, I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. Sounds like I have a cold, doesn't it? Well, I wouldn't know that, Kevin. What, what's <laughs> on your mind this morning? Well, oh, oh, excuse me. What's the best deer sausage to eat? Okay, the best deer sausage. Thanks for the question, Kevin. We do appreciate it. Uh, the best deer sausage to eat is the one made out of venison. Wouldn't you agree, Daddy and Lori? Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. <laughs> I would have to, yeah. Now, if you're looking for butchers, of course, we like Bucky's Fine Meats well, and Sausages, but there's a number of good ones around I the prefer, state. I prefer, my favorite is, if he's, if you're asking, uh, it was Kevin, right? Yeah. If he's asking, I like good venison brats more than anything, oh, yeah? if we're talking yeah. sausages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see, those yeah. kind of sausages. If you're talking summer sausage, okay. yeah. I like the venison sausage with lots of garlic. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best. Yeah. Oh, I like those hot sticks, and you take them out ice for sure. Oh, yeah. Stick them in your pocket. Or the hot sticks. <laughs> yeah. Stick them in your, <laughs> stick them in your pocket. Or go to Bucky's. Laurie, I'm going think... to start getting having them make the jalapeno. No, not oh, jalapeno. No, we got to go out jalapeno and get the bacon, the no, the bacon, bacon cheddar. cheddar. The bacon, bacon cheddar. Bacon cheddar sticks. And I'm, I'm wishing that I'd kept 
got some turkey from my brother because he had a bunch of turkeys. Ooh, yeah, you could have turkey sticks. shooting one a week. And uh, I was thinking maybe he made those goose sticks. I'm wondering if he can make. Sure he can. I know Greg likes oh, the jalapeno, yeah. the Dave, hot the jalapeno sticks, but cheddar I, ones. Yeah, but Dave, I'm wondering if he can make some of the mild. Well, I'm gonna drive out there. I try, got to try and get out there today out or where? tomorrow. Out to Bucky's, today or tomorrow. I got to try and take a little cruise out there and pack up stuff some, for the some trip. Stuff for yeah. the trip. Lori, you went turkey hunting this year, right? Yes, I did. How did it um, go? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, my husband said, "Okay, you have to sneak in, go in over here. He's trying to draw me a map." In stumbling around into the dark, I get down to this little trail and hear a gobble. He's right on the roost, right above me. I'm like, really? Okay, now we're gonna have to back out. Okay. Did you shoot him out of the tree? No, I didn't <laughs> shoot him out of the tree. <laughs> so I'm okay. Is that legal? I don't know. No. I don't think it's no? ethical to do that, but you know, depends hey, if you get caught, Tom. It, right. Oh, okay. Right. And so now I'm like, oh crap. Now I have to think, where am I gonna go now? So I'm going to sit on the field edge. So I hear him gobble, 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 gobble. Yeah. I hear him fly down. That's how close I am to him. Oh, wow. He comes in. He's hot and heavy. I got my decoy out, got the gun up and ready. All he had to do is walk another 10 feet into the gun. I'm like, you hear this burp, burp. It's kind of like getting busted by a big doe on your tree stand when she snorts at you. Mm-hmm. It was all over. So, but yeah, it was fun and just a lot of, definitely a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a learning experience. So, but you didn't get it. Didn't no. get it. Didn't was that your it. first time? No, I've no. been out turkey hunting. I don't really yeah. get into it a whole lot, yeah. but, you know, musky fishing has been kind of slow this year. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to yeah. go. Went before work for a couple days. And... But you you do the deer hunting and all oh, that stuff, we too. we do everything. Right? Yeah, you guys yeah. do the outdoorsy stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We do deer hunting. Um, I prefer bow hunting. Yeah. Um, I like gun hunting as well, yeah. but bow hunting is my passion and musky fishing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we do a lot of ice fishing, and that's why I'm called the ice queen on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um i think my husband's the only one that can keep up with me with my pan fishing during the winter so it's just it's a lot of fun getting out there and you know and then being as a woman you know people you know you take your hat off and they see that blonde hair flying around um they're like oh there's a woman out here i guess we can't go pee outside our ice shanty <laughs> <laughs> well they could well, they could, <laughs> they could but you know but, it's amazing what you see they're a little respectful they're yes, respectful yes they which are is nice. um which is nice yeah they're, they're uh men are a lot different now than they used to be um it's just very enjoyable to be out there with they treat you like a big sister mm-hmm. um it's just well, absolutely you're you're saying guys are better now than they were years ago yes yes when well, i that's let's extrapolate it let's expand on that a little bit how so i think they they've adapted to now that women are going to get involved in um their their sport i want to say um, but musky fishing, it's kind of like we're still the 1% yet out there. So you mm-hmm. think the old-time guys resented women being involved in it? They or... didn't want, like in their deer, the old-time deer camps, um, let's say, you know, yeah, like well, guys only, the yeah, father-son yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, if there's a woman there, you can't, you know, fart, scratch you can't your fart butt, and walk and, you around know, yeah, in your walk... underwear, you know? <laughs> Trust me, they do. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the first time I was allowed to come in uh, my husband's deer camp, um, I had to bribe him. Um, first woman ever allowed in deer camp. Oh, and no. uh, I said, I'll make you Thanksgiving dinner. And that went over like, did you have to sign the waiver that what goes on in <laughs> what deer, goes camp on deer camp stays, stays in deer, deer camp? camp? Well, um, maybe. Uh, I can't <laughs> see a woman signing that waiver. <laughs> I can see some guy getting in lots of trouble. Yeah. So she hits home. 
Yes, but it it the deer camp is deer camp. It's it's well, it's funny what you say because years ago, <clears throat> my brother considered taking my niece Bethany Buffy. They call her. In fact, she was turkey hunting with my brother this week. Okay. She's a nurse, and she's going to be working at a children's hospital hospital in oh, yeah? L.A. Oh, cool. And she came back, and he spent the father Sunday. Sunday, daughter day, turkey hunting, and uh, they didn't get turkey. And then he took her, and she sent me a picture. He got, she got an eighteen-inch smallmouth. Oh wow! Her. So Good yeah, but anyway, he was going to bring her to the deer camp years ago, and I remember my dad being ticked off about it, going, you know, I, we can't have a you know girl oh, here no. when we're <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's yeah, true, a bunch of guys and... walking around in their underwear, yeah. snoring and yeah, fart- farting and yeah. Thinking about it, I don't think she'd want to be there either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. You know, funny you should mention L.A. My uh, my oldest boy Chris, uh, he's in L.A. right I now with his down. super basketball team. He's got a he he coaches at he well he coaches at a high school. And then he, in the summer, he coaches an AAU basketball team, which is an amateur athletic union. And uh, he's in L.A. right now. And a super team, if I get this right, I hope I get this right, his team, they're 15-year-olds. And his team is considered a super team because he's got three or more of the top 10 prospects in the country on his team. Two of them have already signed with co- – at 15 years old, they sign them uh, to, to, uh, to go to colleges – the Badgers just gave this kid a scholarship uh, to one of these guys, and I forget who the other university, another big university, gave of course, a scholarship. That They're means, fifth- but they got to meet the standards as well, which yeah. means they well, have they to. Get they they, they got to hit like thirty on the ACT but to get into should, UW yeah. Madison. Now you it's should, nuts. You should see a lot of kids that yeah, aren't going to be right. getting in there. You should see the size of these kids. Fifteen years old. Uh, this one, uh, a mother of one of the kids they they played last week when my son's team won the. I mean, when they have these tournaments. There's hundreds of teams, hundreds, and uh, his team is ra- ranked in the top five or six or seven or something in the country for 15-year-olds, and there's thousands of them in the country. Well, anyway, the woman, the mother comes over, and she's complaining. She said, these are grown men. These aren't 15-year-olds. He says, ma'am, I have their birth certificates. You want to see them? 15 years old, they're 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 220 pounds. I mean, these kids are huge. Huge, and they're wow. 15 years old. They got to be out in corn, out in the cornfields of this state. They must be feeding them something different. <laughs> I swear to God, these are just huge kids. And and the, the shortest kid on the team is six foot, and he dunks over some of these guys. <laughs> Unreal. Who do you got on the line right now? I just had to bring that up. We have RJ from West Bend. Let's talk about Deer Fest. All right. Hey, good morning, RJ. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Doing Welcome good. to the show. What's what? What do you want to talk about? Deer Fest. What's Deer Fest? Well, Lori, Lori Fitch had a passion for bull hunting. And yeah. A good, a good friend of mine, every summer, in the first weekend of August, this year's the 4th, 5th, and 6th, he has something called Deer Fest in the Washington County Fairgrounds. It's all bull hunting. You know what? I remember that. that. Did you talk to us last year mm-hmm. about this? I no, remember. I, somebody did. You're calling. This but somebody. I'm calling. Yeah, somebody, somebody told us about it last year. We talked about it. Yeah. But the big, the big draw this year is on Saturday... His uh, his main guest is Ted Nugent. Oh, get out of here! Really? Yep, Ted Nugent. Him, he knows. Hello. They're acquaintances, and he's bringing. He's going to have Ted Nugent at Deer Fest this year. That's fantastic. Awesome. That will be a awesome seminar from him. Well, I'm going to. 
I'm going to call probably a little bit closer to the time and remind you guys, but I just wanted to pass that along yes. to the listeners because that's going to be uh, that's going to be something else. Please do that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll make a call into Ted and see if we can't get him on the show when he's up going to be here for that. All right. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Have okay. A good day. Bye now. Yeah. The only problem is, is if you get Ted Nugent on the radio, you can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Seriously. But who wants? I, who want? He's they a, don't have to hear me. Well, that's just it. Well, I don't have to get a word in mean, edgewise. You, I'll just let ask, him go. No, I mean, if you want to ask him a question, it's hard to get a word in to ask him a question. But his seminars are great. Are really good. He's full of vitality. I mean, I mean he's just full of vitality. He's just right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's entertaining. I'll tell you what, man, it's entertaining. Look up vitality there, and there's Ted's picture in the dictionary. <laughs> the vitality. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Why Speaking don't we go pictures. to the break? Oh, oh, why don't even? Why are you going to talk about that? Yeah, go to a I can't break. Even, you why were kind of a good-looking guy back then, Tom. Why don't we go to a break? <laughs> you look a lot like Tom Selleck. Why don't we go to a break? Doesn't he look kind of like Tom Selleck <laughs> yeah. back then? Yeah. What happened, Tom? I know. Old age. That's uh, what I mean, happened. A lot of hard living. I don't know. <laughs> Gardening and taking of care hard... of the wife. No, it was all those tournaments. Traveling the country, that's Maybe what it was. Maybe cooking all the time causes all those. I didn't back then. I wasn't I wasn't home back then. That's why I've been married for so long. Is that I, why you're I kissing butt so much now? Because you were gone? I was gone a lot, yeah. Uh, do you have any huh? what goes on during the fishing tournament camp story stayed at the fishing? I... No, there were a few weird things that happened, but okay. <laughs> they're not I, mentionable. I would, I would never repeat them on the radio, or to, any, or to anybody really. Okay. I mean, uh, anyway, let's things. let's take that break. Okay. Let's talk about those weird things. Let's talk. Let's talk about the break. And we are the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors live in the studio today. Is Lori Scherf. And if you got any questions or comments, 799-1250 is the phone number. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellent. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. And we've got our special guest here, Lori's with us, yep. talking about 48-inch muskies caught on her custom pink bucktails. <laughs> but first, but first we got to do the Larry Smith under and over. If you want to be a contestant to win a How 10 about, Did someone win last week? I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'll if you want to win down. a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in Maguanago, give us a call right now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. All you got to do is guess the under or over of how many times Larry Smith will say, "I'll tell you what." Now, last week, our contestant was Matt. He picked eight or under, and he was a winner. You know what? Everybody who's picking the under the last four weeks has won, except for your brother who took the over. He he said he wanted to break the mold. And, uh, well, he did. He didn't win. And he was going to give you that gift certificate, too. That's That's son of a gun. Anyway, 799-1250 to play the under or over. I'll tell you what, Larry Smith contest. Now, while we're waiting for somebody to call, and uh, to be a contestant, uh, Lori, how did you first learn how to make 
Bucktails? Oh, it was probably about the year 2012-13 era, and I was tired of having to go and buy the Rizzo tails all the time because, as you know, they get beat up and chewed up on the the rubber tube. And I wanted to learn how to tie um, the knots and the barrel knots in those in the the wire and try to find those tubes. Um, Talked to Tony Rizzo himself for over Mm -hmm. two hours and did get my own little personal stash of tubes that I make for myself. And then from there, it just escalated doing uh, rebuilds of the MEPS Giant Killer um, deer tail and, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause as if they wear out as mm-hmm. you catch more fish. So I'll ask you more about that in a okay. second. We'll, we'll get our contestant on real quick. Who do we got? Grace? We have Gary from Watertown. Okay. Good morning, Gary from Watertown. We haven't talked to you in a while. How are you? Good. Good. Going out to Gary breakfast. Oh, well, good for you. I wish I was going along anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you think Larry Smith is going to do? Eight or under or nine or over with the, I'll tell you what. Eight and under. You're going to go the under. Okay, so Gary, I'm writing this down, under, eight or under he's going. All right, Gary, hopefully you're a winner. Gary, stay on the line so we can get your info. Yeah, stay on the line. We'll get your info, and if you're a winner, I'll mail that out on Monday, okay? Okay. All right, thanks, Gary. Okay, now, isn't it true, like, when you're making bucktails, basically you need, what, you need a, a, a vice, uh, a needle nose pliers, a nail on a board. I mean, <laughs> you need a lot of. Uh, I started off doing my barrel knots by hand, and it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, and I actually, uh, there's a neat little tool out there to make your uh, wire knots. It's a, a Dubrow uh, yeah. wire knotter. That right. is the god. Now, when gift. you say a knotter, is that the 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 turns that you do up in the front? Yes. Yes. Where you okay? Yeah, it looks like a little barrel. Yeah. Um, around there, and um, and then from there, I have a. a a fly tying uh, vice, vice yeah. um, to do the, the I, I do a lot of coil uh, tying. And right. These ones here I have in the studio are tied on an actual coil. We right. slip the um, wire up through them. Um, mm-hmm. But I I can tie on hooks as well um, as like the Meps Giant right. Killers. So you got to be a little bit of a fly tire knowledge a bit, and a and little bit of a wire bender knowledge and, and creativity. And, um, and and you got the beads and the clevises. Yep. You got to use all the right stuff because you want those blades to spin well. Right, right. right. And it was a lot of trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. But the good neat thing is, is, you know, we know how to make them, and she just go home, rip them apart. If it doesn't run right, start all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. Uh, tan my own deer tails as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn that from Mr. Bob Ranke at Ranke Brothers. Really? Um, you tanned the, the Yes, deer? I tanned the deer tails. Yeah. I go around and go to all these uh, butcher shops or, yeah. um, you know, taxidermists and ask, hey, can you save the tails for me? And, um, you know, just getting to know Mr. Uh, Ranke. And he said, I used to tan those as a kid. So he basically um, told me how to tan them with using, you know, skinning them out, fleshing them out, using salt. Mm-hmm. Dry them out, and um, so basically, it's uh, it's a hundred percent homemade bait, um, and then you can you can dye the tails with using Kool Aid or Rit dye. Um, so there's a lot of different things that you can do, you know, to make it a hundred percent, you know, your own. Mm-hmm. Where did you pull the bone out of the tail? Yes, yes, okay. you have to debone the Cause, tail. Because I debone squirrel tails. Would your would that could you do it with with squirrel tails? Oh yeah, as well? you can make use a rabbit squirrel. Yeah, you can use a rabbit squirrel. Um, you know, we had, I had a gentleman that wanted me to make him a rabbit squirrel style bait. Um, cause I want to get a 
couple of big old fox squirrel tails. Oh, and, that's nice. And and so if I if I debone them and get them to you, can can you make me a big giant fox squirrel? Oh tail yeah, bucktail? absolutely. Okay, and those I'll are it's, they're fall. a little fluffier to work with. You have right. to wet the hair down. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, and there's a nice video on the Meps um, website that you can watch. Um, the women up there that they tie, you know, they used to buy the squirrel tails mm-hmm. up at Meps, mm-hmm. and um, people would send them in for you know five cents a piece or whatever. And but you have to wet it down because the hair is so fluffy, fine. It's like mm-hmm. baby fuzz, but yeah. it's fun to work with. You know, I, I went up to Meps one time. I did a, a TV show up there uh, about how they do things up at Meps. Mm-hmm. First of all, the place is probably cleaner than the hospital. Oh, I mean, really, yeah. it is just spotless. And these ladies, there's a lot of women working there. Yes. They're very dexterous with their fingers to do all those little beads and clevises and all that that you see. That's all put on by, hand, by hand, one at a yep. time. And same thing with any decals on the blades and that. I'll tell you, I, I think after about a week doing that, I'd shoot myself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it is. It's, it's very meticulous work. It and, very, and, and it is. Because some people say, well, why are those maps, you know, so much? Well, it's because it's very time-consuming. Yeah, and it they're handmade, really is. and it's yes. handcrafted product. Every one. And yeah. that's what my baits are, too. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can do anything that anybody wants as far as colors, and, you know, and I really like working at, with the fluffy marabou. And there's mm-hmm. not a lot of baits that work with both, you know, the marabou and the bucktail. Right. Who do you got, Greg? We have Mike from West Bend. Hey, West- good morning, Mike. How you doing today? Hey, listen, good. Uh, I got a tip for that uh, lady making her lures. Yeah. Yeah. I started this out with trout flies, called a mop fly. Now I incorporate it to my musky lures. You go to Menards, you buy that mop material. It's like it comes in orange and white and green chartreuse. Those little fibers under the water, they all come apart and, and uh, just shake like crazy. And you tie that up on your material in with your, um, with your, uh, you know, your bucktail, or you can make a body out of it. It's real cheap to buy off them mops. Really, they're okay. they're they're the ends they're mops. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they're like that little fiber optic stuff. You'll see it, you know, like chartreuse and orange. It's huh. a real hot color, and every one of those little things when it's in the water moves. So it's just something to add on. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Right. Hey, thanks for the info. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye now. Wow, 799-1250 is a phone number if you've got any questions or comments. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I have one here that I have uh, some rabbit strips, so you call them rabbit zonkers, that I had gotten at the uh, the fly fisher shop, and um, it kind of looks like a bunny boo, um, mm. but I call it the triple boo, boo, boo buck bunny. <laughs> <laughs> try, yeah, try to say that three times try, fast. Yeah. So we call it the triple B. So, okay. um, wow, that's just, interesting. There's so many things that you can do, um, so many interesting materials and feathers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as you can see here, tinsel. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, the world is your oyster. Yeah. You know? Hopefully they'll be for sale at Smokey's oh, Musky Shop, yep. too, hopefully. Yep. Hey, listen, I got something for sale that people might want to know. I mean, not, not me personally, but over at Smokey's Musky Shop, uh, John had this collection of frog-colored lures. I was up there the other day, and I counted them and wrote down all the prices that John had put on them, all right? There were, there's at least 54. I might have missed it a cool couple. ones, too. But 54 of these, and it's on a, on a table with a glass top. You get the glass top, the table. You get everything and all the lures in there. They're all frog-colored lures. Some of them are worth a lot of money. Some are worth less money. You know, it all depends. But I added up all the prices that were on them, and it comes up to, you want to take a guess, Danny, of those 54 lures, what the price was on all of those for that collection? 
$817.68. Close. $1,420. But we're willing to cut that price in half. We thought he threw his money away at the casinos. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll cut that price in half to $700 or best offer. If you're a lure collector or you know a lure collector, this is an awesome frog pattern lure collection. All different kinds, all from all different eras. So $700 or best offer, you take the whole thing, you get the table, the glass top, got, everything. <clears throat> is that in the upstairs you. of the yes, shop up there? that's upstairs, okay. yeah. Yep. So if you're interested, all you got to do, you can email me at ceoguys at yahoo.com, or you can call the Muskie Shop at six uh, two, 262-691-9659, or just Google Smokey's Muskie I, I, Shop, and ask for Ron or one of the guys, and they'll... Show it to you and just you call and say, offer. technician, please. Yes, and Nick, you can make an offer. <laughs> I got news for you, Tom. What's that? Lure collectors are cheap. Yes, they lure, are. Lure collectors don't spend money. Lure collectors try and get stuff for nothing. For five bucks. And the only time yeah. there's money spent is when they're trying to sell you something. Yep. It's worth the fortune when they have it, and when you got it in your hand, well, it ain't worth much. There's lots yeah. of those around. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, that's why, that's why I said, you know, John put the prices on yeah. all of these. Never trust the lure it, it, yeah. collector. Yeah. Yeah. But, we, but we are not selling them individual. Individual lures, no. It's a whole, the the whole deal. collection. It's the whole deal. Yep. For $700, $700 or best offer. Well, it's half price. Or, it's a good yeah, deal. It's, it's half price or good, best offer. And there's good lures. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's some that are signed by different people, you know, in that. So uh, maybe the makers of them, you know. Well, so how far back do they date? I don't know. You don't know. There's some. There's 1800s, some really. I think, no, really. There's some old ones in there though. But uh, yeah, it's, Almost as it's, old as Tom. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> hey, we got to go to a break. All right. Okay. Sounds so, good. Okay, we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents here on the only 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to wait till you know me Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. I'm Dan with Tom, special guest Lori Gregg on the board. We got an email. What do we got? This is from Dave, a friend of mine. He says, oh yes, there are some great fishing stories from way back when Tom was young and good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave, give us a call. No, don't. Uh, no. I mean, Are you going to tell us stories about like when you were out of town, you had, you know, chicks hitting on you and stuff like that? And, and you said, no. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll I'm t- married. I'll, I'll, did you take your big wedding here, ring and no. wave it in front of her face? Here. Actually, that is a chick magnet yeah. wearing the wedding ring. What am I thinking about? I'll, I'll tell you two real short ones. One time I was in, you know, I was doing a lot of travel. What is my Mike McGivern's giving me dirty like, You there. just go home and start planting what some begonias, buddy. Get that garden going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Mike McGivern will be on at 8 o'clock. Hey, he's got an interesting <laughs> Memorial Day plan. His wife's going to make him go out and start planting stuff in the garden. Exactly. She's going to, she's in yard work. She's going to have a fun Memorial Day. He's not. Oh, poor guy. His back will be in traction. Well, no, one time, you know, I was doing a lot of traveling back then. And uh, one time, you know, when you do a lot of traveling, it, it, it gets old easy, you know. And one, whenever I'm in a new hotel room, 
Well, I used to do this. I would leave the bathroom light on and leave the door ajar a little bit in case I got to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. You're sitting there laughing, Danny. I don't know. So I get up. Put on Bob Seger's On the Road again. No, no. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, I wake up. I'm in Atlanta, and I wake up, and I got to go to the bathroom. We were at a really nice hotel. And I got, you know, I wake up and I sit on the edge of the bed and for like five seconds, I had no clue where I was. You talk about a terrifying experience. The hairs were standing up on my arms. I mean, really, a goosebumps. I mean, it's like, where the hell am I? What is this? You know, I thought I was in an episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> that happens to me every day, no. Tom. What's the big deal? <laughs> why every why day? are you all scared? No, because I look around, nothing is recognizable. It's like, where the hell am I? <laughs> If that, you don't recognize the person next to you, that's when you get scared. Oh, no. But then another time I was down in, uh, I don't know, Dallas or Houston or one of those places. And and I had just come off of a, of a TV show uh, that I did up at Washington Island, all right? I drove home. I got, my wife had another bag for me packed. I give her the ba one bag. I grab the other bag. I get down to the airport. I go down to Texas. And then I there's still blood on my tennis shoes from the salmon we were catching. I'm still dressed in the same stuff, you know? So I get in the hotel and it's later on at night, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it was, I forget what time it was late. Right. And, and uh, so I check in and I'm look, I'm standing and it was this big hotel. Right. And I'm looking around. It's like, okay, where the hell are the elevators? You know? And this nice looking lady dressed like just nothing fancy or nothing just like average you know she walks up she says can i help i thought she worked there she says can i help you sir i says yeah i'm looking for the elevators she says oh let me show you where they are and she, she walks me over I, like i said i think she works there you know i'm very naive when it comes to oh that she stuff. works there right yeah we get we get to the <laughs> elevator and uh, the next thing you know she says uh would you like to come with you to show you where your room is i said no i think i can find it she says well would you like some company and then I kind of got it. I, oh, no, no. I must have turned red in the face. I, no, no, thank you very much. But, oh, that's all right. You know. Listen, I, want to know what the truth was? <laughs> no, that was it. What Tom was too cheap to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me unmarried stuff. No, <laughs> it, no, no. It was no. more than a buck. No. no Tom it, ain't paying. No, uh, no. There, and, and, you know, it, it's funny. You know, you go to different places in the country, and I I've been very fortunate, you know, to have gone to a lot of different places, fishing a lot of different places. But, you know, you get a, somebody asking, like, when the first time I went out to Las Vegas, uh, well, not Las Vegas, but to uh, that area to fish uh, Lake Mead. I was doing some seminars in Las Vegas, and, and these guys called me up where I was, it was a big marine dealership, and they were going to ask me, you know, about, you know, what I'm going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking on the phone, and the guy says, so when was the last time you were fishing on Lake Mead? I said, I've never been on Lake Mead. And now there was a pause, and the guy said, you're, you're going to be doing seminars at our place and to tell people how to catch bass on Lake Mead, and you've never been here? I says, yeah, why? Do fish know where they're living? <laughs> you know? So when I got down there, the guy picked me up at the hotel at 4 a.m. Now, this is at, in, at the end of July. He picked me up at the hotel at 4 a.m. Okay. I got a, 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 a what, what do you call that when you have to... Uh, Jet lag. No, no, no. When you have to prove yourself to you're, you're going to do something, I got a, a, a... What do you call it? Anyway, pick me up to... What, do you, what is it, Greg? You know, when... Greg I has no idea what the hell this you're talking it. about. I got I to gotta, gotta audition, basically. You okay. have to audition. Okay. I got to prove myself. So they picked me up with well, their bass your agent boat. clear all that no, stuff? No, they huh? picked me up at 4 o'clock in the morning at the hotel. I don't bring any stuff. I just brought some plastic worms and hooks, Okay. okay. 
and they were providing the rods and reels and that. So we get out to Lake Mead, right? And uh, we'll make a long story short, after I caught my third legal bass in areas that they told me there were no fish, uh, they started asking me. Because at first they were telling me I was doing the wrong thing, wrong color, wrong size, wrong everything, right? It, but then when I started catching fish, you know, it's like, and oh, first thing when we got out there, I said, where are the weeds? Just take me to the weeds. Mm-hmm. And the guy starts laughing. He's like, oh, weeds out here. <laughs> There's no weeds in Lake Wheat Mead? No, you got rocks. You got little rocks, medium rocks, big rocks, rocks as tall as skyscrapers. <laughs> well, 10-story buildings, you know. You got a lot of rocks. Well, anyway, it was just knowing what we know, what we do here, and doing it over there. I mean, it was no big deal. Were they paying you big bucks to travel the world well, like that? Well, my sponsors was paying me yeah. decent to, to travel around and do some. Same, you know, same thing happened when I was in Orlando. I, I'm going up there. I'm doing a seminar, and a guy asked me a question. He says, it was on bass fishing. The guy asked me, he says, how do you rig your shiners? How do you like to rig your shiners for uh, the bass fish? You know, because they use a lot of big yeah, shiners. Yeah, right, right. They go right, out and right. catch them first, which I think would be fun, too. You catch the shiners because <laughs> yeah. they're big. Yeah. And then you rig them with balloons, and, and you uh, use them next to the hyacinth pads and the hyacinth, hyacinth patches. And uh, he asked me, how do I like to rig them? I says, I have no clue. I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked somebody who knows. You know, the, the thing is, on this show, Lori, we... We don't know everything. We we no, ask for no. help from our it's audiences. It's a learning experience. And I was talking to a guy this past week, and he says, yeah, last week he was laughing at you. You said you never caught a fish on a circle hook. Because, and I said, and why did I tell you I did never caught a fish with a circle hook? Because I've never used, used one. it. I never used <laughs> I rarely use live bait. And I said, you know, one thing on our show is that we're going to be honest about things. You know, we're not going right. to BS you. You know, we're going to be honest. And if you don't like Except what, for that girl on the elevator you was yeah. telling us about Quiet. before. <laughs> and, if you, and, and, and there's three things. Number one, we're going to be honest, mm-hmm. okay? Number two, uh, you know, you if you don't like what, we, what we're saying, at least you know where we're coming from, all right? And number three, if you really don't like it, turn to a different radio station. Right, right. <laughs> it was as simple as that, you know? But we try to do our best. Oh, and growing up, I've had a lot of mentors in my life, and mm-hmm. my dad was my number one mentor. I was an only child growing up, and my husband now is my mentor. Um, you know, we and, support each other. And you were just in Cave Run recently. Yes, we were in Cave Run over Easter, and, and with that's uh, Tony Kentucky, Grant. In, yeah, that's in Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, fish did, and Muskie. Fish and Muskie. We did not go down for the PMTT. We went down prior to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's a whole, it's weird. Like you were saying with baits and stuff, you were fishing Lake Mead, and you're bringing your tactics down to a different area. All I know area. the rattle traps. Oh, the there. rattle traps. Tony they, Grant and his rattle traps. But yeah, um, I brought use. a few of my homemade baits and bucktails and... <laughs> The Rizzo tail was actually my inline was the number one bait for me, and my husband brought his black suic, just a plain black suic. Mm-hmm. And for three days, he was, you know, <laughs> jerking the thing and jerking the thing, and his arms were just done. And I'm just sitting there cast away with my little Rizzo tail. Of course, we were using a lot of their stuff as well, yeah. but um, they use a lot of the uh, Wonder Bread colors, the white with all the different polka dots. Oh, um, okay. Blue, sure. pink, yellow, mm-hmm. orange polka dots, and you you look in their tackle boxes, and that's what you're going to see is a lot of the bigger profile and Wonder Bread colors. Whereas they're looking at our tackle box where we have a lot of natural colors, the walleye, the perch, perch sucker, and crappie, cra- yep, yeah, all that. Stuff, and yeah. so you know we're interchanging it up a little bit, and. Um, I lost a nice 40-inch fish, and on the last day that we were there, and my husband got two fish in the boat, and our guide, um, Michael, had uh, he had asked us a question, well, how long do you guys want to fish till I said, until I catch a fish? <laughs> 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 and so about 5.30 in the afternoon, you know, we're on that last day, and I hook into a nice fish, and... 
Yeah, he gets it in that, and he goes, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> you so I don't know if that was a good thing that he just wanted to go home because yeah. he were you were tired, or probably. because we got it in the net. Yeah, but just probably a wonder- both. They're probably both. Yeah. Speaking of black suik, I was cleaning out my dad's old tackle, and he has his old, old, old black suik, so I confiscated it. Um, and I'm not a suik fisherman. I've never had very little luck. But your husband, does he use a weighted one or a non-weighted one? I think he uses the weighted one. Yeah. Or actually, we probably have both. Those are easier um, to work. Yeah. Yeah, I've, got, I've got yeah. one weighted one, and the only time I ever caught anything on a suik, well, actually, I lost one on Pewaukee. It was a Memorial Weekend, in mm-hmm. fact, with an old cop buddy of mine from Milwaukee. We were out Memorial Weekend, and I had one hit by the island on the West End, and the, on the hook set, the reel popped off the reel seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My only hit on a suik and gone, and then I went up with a buddy to Little Sturgeon about, I don't know, 12, 13 Years ago, had a weighted suik, same weighted suik, and I was working the rock reef there, right by that big motel, and I got like five muskies that day, but they were all like 30 to 34 inches, mm-hmm. all small ones. And the only thing they were hitting was that suik. Really? My buddy that... was throwing everything. Wow. And it was kind of an off-color, kind of a yeah. mottled brown kind really? of a color, walleye pattern suik. Sure, sure. It's the only time I've got, it's, now it's the only suik other than that black one that I own. I sold all my suiks because I couldn't catch squat on them. I know. And down well, there, you know, we were he's catching them and seeing them and raising them. And, um, you know, just they were on, it was just a good bait at the time. When so, we come back, I'm going to tell you the best color suik or lure it to use on Oconomowoc Lake for muskie. All right. Top secret. From the top Tom. I'm going to tell you the best one. All right. We're going to be right back, folks, with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents, and we are on 1250 AM and 1057 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, <clears throat> coming to you from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. And believe me, Tom, I will be using my Baitmate spray garlic oh, yeah. and the stick stuff. <laughs> Better believe this, it. Uh, it works. For the smallies. For the it plastics, works. I'm going to use the spray stuff, and then I'm going to use that stick. Yep. The max stick on the uh, on my jerk baits. Um, you know, I was going to say that the hot color, if you fish muskies on Oconomowoc Lake, and I really shouldn't tell people Oh, this. come on, Tom. Let it go. I After really all these years. Sh- I really should I mean, it's, you've been hiding this. You've been holding this secret no, for 45 years, for God's when, sake. When when you fish on, when, when I fish on Oconomowoc Lake and you're bringing in a smallmouth bass, and I don't, and it happened with a 19-inch four-pounder, it happened one time, and it happens with 12, 13, 14-inchers, muskies are going to come up and try to grab it. I, and and you, Laura, you've oh, had yeah. that happen uh, where they yeah, grab a absolutely. walleye or a yep. bass, and Danny's had it happen, or they'll gra- try to grab your bluegill from you or whatever. But it seems like they really like those smallies. <laughs> <laughs> so if and you know the walleye pattern of like uh, uh, Schwartz's slammers, yep. he's got a walleye pattern that looks more like a smallmouth pattern to me. You know, it's kind of like brownish goldish. You know, right? That is an awesome pattern out there, and a bucktail that is like that smallmouth color, the brownish. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like a gray-brown, not quite yellow. The wild turkey. That might do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so brownish, it, you're saying? Well, so so like I, Bill's. Which his one? His walleye Bill's? color. His walleye color. That looks that looks like more like a smallmouth than a walleye. You know? Does it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's a brownish. Yeah, it's a brownish, yellowish type thingy or whatever. I wonder if I got that. one. But, what about uh, like a carpy? Yeah, color? carp, carp color. Carp, carp color, like yeah. 
And I'll tell you that I, I can't tell you how many times. Well, that's a more natural color. Yeah, we've had, you know, muskies. I mean, literally in some areas, there's these big sand flats out there. Right. And it's only like, well, you you were and I were out there, and you saw it's only like what four or five feet deep, and you can see all on a sunny day. You see all around. Oh, you, you can see everything. You see everything, right? And you'll be bringing in a, a little smallmouth, and all of a sudden, this muskie just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, it just appears, trying to grab it. it. That's why I, I think that color is a really good one out there. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely think But you so. said you haven't been getting as many big smallies out there in recent years, mostly large Well, we, it's a lot, a lot more large happening? I mean, we're still catching you know, our fair share of smallies, and we're still catching nice ones, but not like it used to be. I wonder not what's like happening. It's, it, that are, are that lake is changing. Are all the muskies eating the small No, mouth? no, 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 no. There's plenty of them. I, I think one of the things is guys, when the, when the smallies were spawning, we've seen guys taking literally a limit of 19 to 21 inches out of the lake. And so I think that, that's one of that, the problems. That would really hurt it. Then, that yeah. would hurt them big time, yeah. And hey, I guys. think a lot of because those smallies are so easy to catch when they're on the beds. They're so easy. What know, what would you, what what do people do? Just chuck a plastic out and let usually, it yeah. right down in front of them. Yeah, and... usually some type of plastic. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And are they grabbing it more out of uh, defending the bed or? Yeah, both. The males are defending the bed, but, but before that, the big when females, the females are first coming in, when they're on the flats, they're going to be eating before they go they're, and yeah, do they're, their thing. they're pretty yeah. uh, they're aggressive yeah, all the time. They are without a doubt. So well, it's like anyway. shooting fish in a barrel, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically. Uh, yeah. And I and I don't really want to bother those fish. As a matter right. of fact, out at Smokies, we like catching fish from the dock at Smokies, you yeah. know. And that one day when I was out there, there was uh, you know a seventeen inch, about a seventeen inch, uh, largemouth, but with a big old fat belly. I knew it was a female, and I didn't even want to bother her. I didn't even want to try to catch her, you know, right. because I don't want to bother. Let them do their thing, you yep. know. Let them do their okay. thing. So anyway. But Lori, we, listen, we want to thank you for coming in today. Oh, no, it was a pleasure. It was, glad, uh, uh, and you got to get that site, that uh, website, or Facebook or something. Yeah, you got all your bucktails. Great looking bucktails. Yeah, Are you marketing yeah. that pink one that worked so well yeah. for you? <laughs> that you got the my only pink inch. one. And when you do get, <laughs> well, she's just keeping yeah. that for yeah. herself. That's myself. That's not that, going that's to the general personal. public. That's your <laughs> secret weapon. When you do get that website or Facebook or whatever, you oh, got to call us so that we can put it out there so that people can, uh, you oh, know, absolutely. check out they your bucktails. They can email me right now at b o u b u c k. Wait a minute. I'm writing it down. B o u b u c k. Oh. Boo Buck. Boo Buck, M-U-S-K-Y at yahoo.com. So Boo Buck Musky at yahoo.com. Okay, got so it. Feel free to contact me through the email. All right. Boo, that's B-O-U, B-O-U Buck Musky at yahoo.com. Yeah. And you don't need the www. And you don't need the, the www. <laughs> He's still teasing me about that because I told one of our callers, one of our listeners. Oh, no, you used to always said, tell me that all well, the time, yeah, too. You don't, yeah. you don't need the www. You don't need the www. It's not schmelt, it's smelt. Yeah, that's right. Another one of his. Yeah, it's not schmelt, it's smelt. If you say schmelt in front of Tom, I guarantee he will tell you and correct you. And if you say www, I guarantee he will tell you you don't need the www. Well, you know what? It's not Smurf, it's Scherf. <laughs> exactly. It's Scherf. Laurie Scherf. Exactly. Thank you. Thanks, Laurie. Hey, listen, we all know this is Memorial Weekend and Memorial Day so- celebrated on Monday, but I just got to mention this to everybody out there. And I rewrote this a little bit from last year, but all the way back from the Revolutionary War until the present, men and women have lost their lives while serving in the United States military. 
preserving our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In a word, freedom. We honor them on Memorial Day, remembering that the freedom we enjoy was not free. There was a heavy price paid, and in the, li- in the lives of American servicemen and women, America will always remember their sacrifice. We are very fortunate, and I do believe this strongly, we are very fortunate to live in the land of the free because of the brave. Anyway, that's all I got, folks. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a call next Saturday, Tom, from uh, the bays of Green Bay and give you a live fishing report on We're the small fishing. We're going to be there fishing. as well. Really? We're going to be there musky fishing on June 3rd and 4th, oh. so we might run into you. Might run into you, so that's well, all I got. Don't do that literally. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that literally. Don't, don't ram boats to each other. <laughs> to all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents, live from the Baitmate Fish Attraction Studios, and we will talk to you all next week. Everybody have a good and safe Memorial Day. Thank you. God bless. Great. And Lori? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.